This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Here we go. It's our one G Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan on a thirsty Thursday. Hope you're having a good one. General at your service. Brought us is out. Send him some love on social. Lucius Alexander's in the Pimp Cup. Woolchuck and Chiafalo and Carter Freeman. And along with you guys, we are the G Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Big Mavs game uh, tonight. They're back in action. So we'll get to that in just a minute. As we're looking forward to that, we were just talking about that in crosstalk, though. How about David Moore writing today the issue with the Cowboys in a Dak Prescott extension? And we got a question for you. Comes down to two things at 877-881-1053. Go ahead and text in how you would do this. Do you create uh, more cap space uh, by putting even more voidable years onto the one year that is left? You can do all but $1.21 million in a bonus and spread that out over like four or five years, that would lower the cap hit 20 mil. Or do you do it? Do, do you do an extension and hit your wagon to them? Thought I'd give you a little uh, DJ remix there in my question. I as like well. it. <laughs> I, I like that quite a bit. Value added. Yeah. Um, man, it, does he not have to sign off on the voidable years thing? You can just snap your fingers yeah. and make that happen. Well, it's so yeah. immediately uh, what they do is he gets a signing bonus. So for him, it's beneficial. He's getting all that money up front. Boom! Right now, it's hitting my check. Okay, so as long as that's the case, then yeah, you're that, just managing the cap hit, right? Yeah. So as long as as long as that's the case, then yeah, that that's my plan. I, I know Dak's not the the biggest problem in the world. I'm just I'm just past it now, and I'm I'm ready to be this. I'm ready for this to be the make it or break it. Yeah. Uh, and I think I know what he is ultimately, um, and what he is is not good enough to win here. Yeah. Uh, at least in terms of what we're expecting which is Super Bowls that's just that's not going to happen here maybe he finds a perfect situation somewhere else and and he finds a way to be capable of doing it but I've just seen too much now and I'm ready for this to to be it and maybe this is the year I am not banking on it whatsoever and I'm ready to let it you know bygones be bygones yeah I think we would all love that uh we would love for the Cowboys to finally have an offseason where they go ahead and fill some holes with not just bargain bin free agents that are at prices that they deem okay we can afford this but actually bring in some players that are going to make legitimate impacts and then also continue to be one of the best drafting teams in the NFL you always feel good about their drafts I know last year they didn't hit but I think that's one in a sample size of the last six to eight in which they've done an excellent job under Will McClay so you know hey with the NFC the landscape it is maybe but I think we all know most likely how this is going to end and it will be maybe Dak gets a playoff win and then inevitably something bad goes wrong in in the divisional round so I do think you can't allow yourself to live in quarterback fear anymore you're not going into year 10 potentially with a guy and thinking okay is here isn't he if you're still having those doubts the answer is you need to go somewhere else 
and and restock that quarterback timeline. I do want to go into one of these years where he has a defense and a running game. And we just haven't seen that. No. You know, when they got there early in his career, they didn't have the defense. Now they don't have the running game. And so I would go into this season thinking the only thing we don't want to do with Dak's contract, and I'm glad we're not reading that this is a possibility. This is David Moore in the morning news saying, here's what we're hearing. You know, they're they're talking about at the star is one of these two options. They're not considering just standing pat and having that sixty million dollar cap hit strike on you. That's when it would be that's when it would be bad. Because this year should be about going all in, trying to have the running game in the defense, not leaving as many things to chance with your team building, and then seeing where it ends up. You know, I, I still don't feel like they've given Dak the same kind of roster that's for the most part ending up in the Super Bowl from the NFC. Yeah, and I, I totally I totally agree with you there. I, I think you want to you want to give yourself the opportunity to go all in this year. And, and so if you're going to do the voidable years thing and then just be status quo with the way you team build, then it's then it's useless. You might as well just eat it. But hopefully they do the voidable years. You open up enough opportunity to say, okay, we're going balls to the wall right now. We're going to bring in as much talent as possible. And this is going to be the make it or break it year. And I think that that brings the intrigue that I think is a little bit like a little bit not there right now when it comes to the way things are with McCarthy and Dak and everything other than the defense now with Dan Quinn deciding for himself to leave it's like everything being the same you where's the excitement here if I know for sure this is it they've gone all in and now this is going to be make it or break it for Dak and we already know what it's going to be for McCarthy and it's like all right this is going to be fun here something's going to happen at the end of this year yes and something's going to happen in the next two three weeks because they have deadlines to get under the cap and this is one of their bigger decisions. I, I think if you don't get something uh, done, an extension for Prescott, I don't think you're going to get one throughout the rest of the offseason if you don't get one over the next three weeks. But, you know, I, I, I the, the thing that's really interesting to me also is I don't think fans have an appetite for a big extension. I don't think that would be well received by the fan base right now. I don't know how much the front office is is in uh, consensus that that's what they want to do right now. And if you're Dak... You know, so far, all of these negotiations have gone down to the end. So I just think the deadline's going to make the deal. 214 says Gavin's team Dak. <laughs> no, I just I just want to be serious and fair about this. You know, get him a running game and a defense, please. Um, uh, 972, Dak had a good defense and the best run game his first two years. Couldn't win. Don't keep making excuses for him. He can't win the big games. No, he didn't. No, go look. The defense was not very good at all. It was like tank. And Orlando Scandrick and Rolando McLean, you know, that was like their three players. Everybody else was like jobber replacement level guy. Um, and not not this Cowboys defense is is filled with uh, you know all pros everywhere, but it's significantly better. You know the the the, the turnovers, stuff like that that this team has compared to the, those teams, the sacks, the pressures. Uh, I think if you actually do a, a pretty significant research project, you will find yourself agreeing with me that Dak has not had a good uh, run game and defense in the postseason at the same time. Yeah, there's never quite been the complete team because you're right. uh, In 16, they definitely didn't have a great defense. In 18, uh, the linebackers were good. That was the only year that you got Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith to play well, but the defensive line wasn't great. And they had a head coach that every time they were winning, they were winning in spite of. Right. So, I mean, they've never been able to have this thing fully together, much like we talked about a year ago with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Yeah. 
I mean, I, it's, it's still enough data for me to see and, 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 you know, notice that the offensive portion of it has been stunningly bad at the worst times. But I, I'm just fully convinced that Dak is pretty good and you can win a Super Bowl with him. But there are going to be defenses out there that you're going to see often, and you better be able to beat them with your uh, running game. Because it's proven now certain coverages, certain personnel is going to pretty much make your offense impotent with what it's been over the last three years in the playoffs. And last year you're like, well, you know, uh, Tony Pollard got hurt and Terrence Steele got hurt. Maybe that was your shot, you know, in 2022 before those injuries, you were running the ball pretty dang efficiently. Um, you know, and you, you, you did not have an opportunity to get there and, and have the running game that year. Maybe that was not the Jones fault. Uh, but you know, I, I think Terrence Steele is troubling Tyler Biotish, like hitching your wagon to this level of offensive lineman. When you know what kind of a quarterback Dak is at this point in his career is a, is a fatal mistake that the front office is making. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's felt like with the moves they've made, they, they didn't have a full grasp on, on the level of quarterback that they had. And they've always been living in this, this land of ultra positivity that Dak can be somewhere in that tier one of quarterbacks. And that's just unfortunately not the case. I mean, there's only one of those. You know, you look around the NFL. All of these guys are failing to beat Patrick Mahomes. You know, and I, I would think that, wow, you know, we need to make our entire roster even better than we thought. Maybe we need to get extreme, you know, and, and, and stack up salary cap space and save it for one or two big all-in year moves where we're intentionally trying to ride a massive roller coaster because not even the 49ers had a good enough team to to get past Patrick Mahomes I would take that to heart very seriously yeah and Eagles were amazing too and you're at a place where you're not it's not even like you're getting to the Bowser that is Mahomes and losing you're you're not just below that you're losing you're losing to Purdy and you're losing to Jordan Love and so and, and Garoppolo yeah. So you, you've got even more steps to take than those other teams. That's a great point. Joel Corey on the quarterback market wrote about Dak. It wouldn't be surprising for Prescott's camp to use Burrow's average over his first three new years to justify 60. Overall, the top uh, of the QB market increased in 2023 by 9.4%. So a $60 million extension would be 9.09 year over year compared to Burrow's deal. So that is absolutely what we are on schedule for. It'd be really interesting to see how the Cowboys are discussing that internally. You know, is is Dak as valuable as Burrow on this market? I'm definitely ready for the team to try the the rookie quarterback, you know, model in, instead of like, wow, 15 years of, of Romo and Dak. Like, we're going to have about the 12th best quarterback. We're going to pay him like he's one of the absolute best. He's well, going to be making the most. The thing that's probably going to screw him is if they want to do that and they do these voidable years, it's going to be the same thing, which was the issue with Romo, where they're still oh, yeah. paying Romo and they have Dak on the cheap, but they're going to say, well, we're still paying Romo. So we yeah. really don't have the benefit of the cheap quarterback. We're still paying Dak, but we've yeah. got our rookie quarterback. Man, that's a great point, and that would make me hesitate to do the voidable years thing that I was just agreeing to. I would certainly much rather do the status, like keep the contract as is and eat the amount of cap space that it is right now and for next year because it's it's next year too. Dax will not be on the team in this scenario next year, and you'll still be paying him something. He'll be counting thirty million or thirty five yeah. million against the cap. I'd be lot. willing to eat that than do the the long term deal. And now we're getting back into the marriage. Yeah, I definitely don't want to do an extension right now right. And, and add more money and more voidable years. 
I just I want to add the voidable years without adding any money to it, stretch out the salary cap hit, and then be able to reevaluate exactly where you are after an all-in year, maybe even planning that 2025 is going to be a, a massive salary cap dumping year where we're almost tanking and flushing all that bad space out of the system. Mavs and Suns at the AAC on TNT, two teams trying to prove they can vie for a championship. Are we real contenders? We're going to find out. You can get these Mavs at 13 to 1 right now to win the title. If they if if they are over 500 in, on the schedule in the next 2 weeks, that number is going to plummet. Uh, you'll have old friends reunited here uh, with KD and Kyrie. There should be fun theater on your pregame national television feeds. Coming out of the break, we've we've talked a lot about this schedule, but I think it just comes down to defense. Can the Mavs continue the defensive greatness that they displayed post-trade against bad teams, about to play good teams? Can they keep it up? Yeah, they, they won't be able to keep it up to the level in which they were doing. They were playing out of their mind where it was like one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the league for this final stretch where they were uh, you know, winning their final six games or whatever. They were playing a little too out of their mind, but it does give me confidence that they can be just good enough against the good teams to where, okay, you can, can you just, we really just need you to be about average. Uh, you don't have to be anything crazy here. The offense, uh, the offense still has to do the heavy lifting, but I do think you're you're living in a world now with the versatility. And as long as you have the health of Kleba, and unfortunately Exum's going to still be out. I think when you insert Exum as well and his defensive abilities, I think this can be you know like hey, this is a solid enough defensive team. I do think they can be that. Mm, and yeah. I think the the depth is there. I mean, you look at them now. Um, the, the, they're a deep team. Bradley Beal also questionable with that hamstring tightness. I know we had some texts that were coming in like, is Bradley Beal going to play tonight? But I'm really excited and, and optimistic about what the Mavs can do in the second half because we've talked about how wide open the West is. And I think now with these two centers, Gafford and Lively, and health obviously is the most important thing. But I don't know the last time the Mavericks had this. This is even a better center duo than when they won the championship in 11. Tyson Chandler, of course, but Chandler and Haywood, I think you're taking Gafford and Lively. I think they'll have better careers than Chandler and and Haywood did. Chandler would have been the best out of this group so far still, though. Um, but yeah, over the course of a career, you know, I, I, I'm going to set, I'm going to set expectations a little bit higher because of the steps that, uh, that Luca has made defensively. I think PJ Washington helps you defensively. I think you can put a good defensive lineup out there now. And I'm hoping to see them hold the line into the top 10. We are one day from Rangers spring training opening. Uh, we are just three days from flying out to surprise, and we'll begin reporting on them for you guys. I, I checked the flights earlier. Looks like we're out of here 2.30 on Sunday afternoon and, and looking forward to a great week in Phoenix, yeah, a bucket list type of experience. I'd say if you don't have plans to get out to surprise as a Rangers fan, you should make them. You know, do it on the cheap, jump in the car, get a cheaper hotel, whatever it takes, but that environment uh, and the let's go Rangers chants echoing around that stadium, I think are going to be core sports memories for life. Okay. You want to complete the trifecta, right? You were, you were there for the playoff run, maybe the world series run. You were there for the parade. And now, now it's time to rekindle that fire in spring training like never before. All the infinity stones. That's right. Dallas Stars at the Ottawa Senators tonight. Six o'clock start. Busy night watching sports. Ottawa under 500. That's a good opportunity to bounce back. Yeah, let's get off the schneid. Um, and then FC Dallas season is going to be underway Saturday at, at home at Toyota Stadium. I'm, I'm trying to get there. We shall see. All righty. We are off and running here in the G-Bag Nation. When we come back, what is the quarterback 
commitment index looking like? What do we think about how they describe the Cowboys' relationship? Then the G-Bag of the day is coming up at 2.30 right here on 105.3 The Fan. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. 214 says, Dan, Gavin just forgot about Sean Lee. What the bleep? I, You know what? You're right. He did play that 2016 season. It was uh, Rolanda McClain on the 2014 Cowboys. Yes. But I, I think that was the only year that, like, Lee was really good on a Cowboys playoff team. Um, you know, un- unfortunately, he was, you know, an injured guy. But had he been able to, to be healthier, maybe they would have had a chance. And that's exactly what the Cowboys need right now. Sean Lee was just amazing, you know, at, at his ability to diagnose. And when he was at the top of his game, it seemed like whenever that ball carrier came through the hole, he was there to drag him down. Um, and we salute Sean Lee wherever he might be. We love you, Sean. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels, 214 or 817-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. We're going to stash that DAC topic away for another time later in the show. We do have some cool Rangers and, and stars to get to. The commitment level between the Cowboys and DAC is a very interesting topic right now going into a pivotal time. But... um. Man, the stars are exploring direct to the fan streaming. And I just, I love this idea where, you know, maybe teams are going to take ownership of this instead of using an intermediary or, you know, a, a cable or streaming service who at times can be an obstacle for all fans to get, you know, just take take the responsibility yourself to make sure, number one, that your fans can get the content. But I mean, as always, it's a business. You want to make sure your sponsors can get this uh, sport in, in front eyeball so you can make money. It'd be awesome, and it'd be absolutely free. Yeah, that, that is that is legendary. Yeah, that, That's just like a standing ovation is warranted there yes. uh, from the entire sports fandom here in uh, here in the DFW Metroplex because that is, that's exactly what you want, man, and that that's what we feel like. I don't know. We feel like we deserve that. Absolutely. Like why shouldn't we be able to watch our own our own teams like that? And the team should want their fans to be able to watch them at every turn. I think the Suns have been the one of the first teams to really step into this world and really try to give as much access as possible to everybody in their fan base yeah. uh, with the way that they've gone about their streaming situation. So hopefully this becomes the trend, and if it happens here, it's just going to be awesome. I mean, I imagine at some point it's just worth more money if you can get every single one of your fans access to your games instead of just the ones who can afford X amount of money and live in a part of the area or have the Wi-Fi to get your games. It's like, let's just make it available for everybody and you know try to blow this thing out. And I, I'm glad this makes sense because we'd been trending in a really bad direction for like the last 25 years. And when you go back to the early days of digital cable, you'd have to run your cable bill up two or three times what the basic cable charge was just to get your your local like Fox Sports Southwest or whatever like you're wow I finally paid the fourth tier so I can get the Rangers you know and yeah and and back in the late 90s early 2000s that might mean a cable bill over 100 bucks you know and and that was a significant chunk of money and now in these times you're like, okay, let me see here. I got to get my Apple TV for the MLS, mm-hmm. and then I need to get the Direct TV there so I can get the Bally, and I got to do this, that, and the other thing. And streaming was supposed to save us money, but it's it's it was starting to make us pay a lot more. And right. I know that's why some people had chose to to pirate their content. Uh, and you know, and maybe this is maybe this is teams capitulating. Like, dude, they're just going to take it for free anyway. This spider web of trying to get their games is confusing. It's a headache, and it's way too expensive. We're going we're gonna to lose viewers, and what we're doing now is chasing people away from sports fans. That's what they were doing. 
you know, by making it so difficult to 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 get there. I mean, you, you basically had to take a college class to learn how to navigate all the different streaming services at this point, man. It's crazy. And now you've got the playoff games, like in the NFL. You already had the Peacock game this past year, uh, Amazon Prime. We mentioned how much money they're paying to get a game for next year. So, I mean, this is only going to keep growing. You're right. I love this idea. I'm glad the Stars are looking into this because fans should not have to jump through hoops to go and watch the Rangers, the Mavs, or the Stars. It's just something to where this should be a no-brainer type of idea. Okay. Uh, Bochy's adding his son. Yeah. So, uh, they've once again uh, tapped into the Bruce Bochy tree. This time, it's not the coaching tree, but the family tree. They've added Brett Bochy, one of his two sons, as a professional scout. So, he's 36 he pitched briefly in the majors for San Francisco uh, in 2014 after he was a pick very, very late in the MLB draft, pitched to Kansas, and it's going to be his first scouting job, but not the first in the family. His older brother, Joe, spent one season as a minor league pitcher, was a longtime amateur and professional scout. So, hey, the more Bochies, I think the better. They seem to have the good eye. My guy looks just like Pops. Does he? I wonder <laughs> if he sounds like him. He's like I know, I know. I wonder if the voice translates as well. Uh, I'm sure the gravitas does. Uh, but his face, he is yeah. definitely his father's child right there. Let's see if we can get him on the show. I know. We should. See Probably going to be hanging the, out in Arizona. The, the, the good old, what was it, Sam Elliott? Yeah, that's, dude. That's what we say he sounds like. We yeah, should, we can try and find him. We should have, uh, and we should do the, we should do like back-to-back like Bochy Day here because KNC gets to chat with Bruce like weekly yeah. during the season. Let's get the sun on. We should get, yeah, get your sun on. Can we get, get put your sun on. Don't hide. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great, get man. Some good uh, stories on pops. Back to back bochies. Yeah, that'd be a blast. Definitely down with that. I mean, we go back to back Jones boys. We do. Seager sixth in the top ten MLB players. Are we are we okay with this? Yes, uh, I think. I mean, honestly, I think the surprise was that Shohei Otani wasn't number one. It was Ronald Acuna Jr. They slid Otani down. I think he came in at number four on those uh, rankings, and it's because they primarily just have him as a DH. So he was one a year ago. Uh, he moves down to four. I think it's a good spot, Seager at six. Maybe you could have put him at five. Maybe you could have jumped him ahead of Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers, but the top five went with uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves at one, Mookie Betts at two of the Dodgers, Aaron Judge at three, Shohei Otani, uh, Freddie Freeman, and then Corey Seager. But, hey, he moved up from 33 a year ago to number six, so Seager's taken massive leaps. Next year, maybe he's number one. He's number one in my book. No question about it, dude. I I, uh, I hope Broadus doesn't see this because we kind of technically had a bet on where Seager was going to be. I don't remember what the actual bet was, but I know I that was top based five, on his ranking, yeah, I lost that. Okay, so I think I owe him a Poke we'll, Bowl. We'll pretend uh, surprise. Ooh. Yeah, we'll pretend that like we did. He's serious about his Poke Bowls. Really oh yeah, does. so he's probably gonna grill me on that one. I bet he got one today after he did the draft show. When I saw the list come out, I, I was waiting for Broadus to like screenshot it, but he, he doesn't know how to screenshot. You know, yeah. otherwise he would have screenshot it and sent it to me and said Poke B word. What's the over under on how many times Broadus asks us while we're in surprise if we want to hit the Poke spot? Oh, oh. I think every day. Oh, but like how many times a day is the question? How many times question? is he going to say it or, it or bring it up? Oh, it'll be, it, it, on a daily basis, it'll end up She's averaging to like probably, I was going to say, under two and a half? I was going to say three and a half, so two and a half sounds okay. fine. Okay. Per day. Okay, I, I think that sounds good. We'll put the number at 12 and a half total yeah. for the trip. Okay. <laughs> the problem was last year we found it on the last day. Oh, yeah. No. That was a bummer. No, and, and he reiterates that point every time yeah. he thinks about surprise. I think he'll say it at least twice before we even get on the plane. Mm-hmm. And then maybe uh, once on the plane, if, you know, because inevitably he's going to meet people that he's, he wants to talk to. 
you know, about oh, football and his job. Sure, He's like, yeah, Brian brought us here, you know, just boarding this plane. He used to scout for the Packers. <laughs> yeah. Man, let me help you with your bag. Yeah, I used to have a bag like this when I scouted there when I was with, uh, yeah, yeah, Coughlin, Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, my dad was the bad guy for uh, Texas A&M. Did yeah. you go to A&M? That's a nice ring there. <laughs> That's the Trans Am. Dickerson had the Trans Am. Yeah, <laughs> Dad bought it for him. Time now for the G bag of the day. Into the Pimp Cup we go. Here's Lucius. Let's, sir, let's get it in. Let's get it in. Come yeah, on. yeah, let's yeah. Go. Tell you what, man, if I was a traffic cop out here in this city, yep. oh, my God, the surplus. Clean me up. Officer Alexander, you've written $5 <laughs> million worth of traffic tickets this quarter. Well, you know, I love my job. Because <laughs> they're so bad out here, man. They're so bad. I don't get it. I don't get it. And the person that speeds to the red lights, what are you thinking? What's going speeds on in that? Speeds to them. Oh, it speeds to it, them. It, it, everybody's oh. already setting up. We can see that the, the street is red. I mean, the, the light is red. We can see everybody's calming down. Yep. And here you go. <laughs> Foot is still on mashing the gas. Yeah. I don't understand what's going on in that brain, man. You are Relax. dangerous. Yep. Pause behind you. All right. Uh, our winner right here is from the RJ and Choppy show. Which one of these guys is Chop? Choppy? Yeah, the Dallas Stars got a brand new player, right? That's right. Okay. Stankoven. Yeah. What's his name? Stankoven. Stank on you. Yeah. We're going to stank on you. The Stars yeah. called up their top prospect. Let me go ahead and see if I can get this right. All right, let's see. Spittle, help me out. Logan Stank as in... Wait. Wait. No. Stank as in crank. Stank Oven. You nailed it. Stank ass. Stank. <laughs> uh, we'll call her Vita from uh, now on. He wrote me Stank as in... As in stank as in... <laughs> so they're supposed to say Stank as in crank. Don't put this on Instagram, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> don't let Bob. I don't want the clip. <laughs> then it'll be Aggie watch hockey. Oh yeah, Spittle came in. He was hot he last, was. yesterday. Next time, Guys, figure it out yourself. Don't yeah. even know the team. Yeah, clear his name. Put some respect on his name. Is what he really said. Came in here and stood on business. Called it a little straightening. He did a little straightening right there. Sure did. Yeah, I was shaking a little bit. All right, let's see what I got else for you boys. And hey, let's go to the KMC Masterpiece. Well, my man, Kevin. Kevin, I got to get at you about that fishing thing, too, brother. Stand by for my uh, my call. Stand by. <laughs> Stand by for that call. <laughs> yeah, Kevin ended the show the other day in the key of Andrew Dice Clay. You guys familiar with Andrew Dice Clay by now? Hey. Yeah. Hey. I'm sorry, Kevin. That I feel like you have sense. to end the show with like a Rodney Dangerfield line or something holding that mic like that. Oh. I, feel, I feel like you're like the late night host. No respect. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Actually, that is true. Infection. I've seen the Bears now, sports wait, media why? and our endorsements. No respect, no, indeed. No, hey. Now do Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Hickory dickory dock. Apparently, Choppy doesn't wash his. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what a dismount. Yeah, it really was. You, you leave that show on a high if you're shot on RJ right there, and you head into your show if you're oh, Hagee feeling like it. a freaking man. God, we killed us. Go get steaks, man. We get steaks. Murder these fools. We're going to wag you Check tonight. The numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the meters right now. Hey. Man. <laughs>
That takes me straight back to the middle school bus days. Because he had these nursery rhymes. Like uh, Little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet eating her you know, courage yeah. and weight. Yeah. Down came a spider, sat down beside her and said, hey. What's in the bowl, B-word? Dickery, <laughs> <laughs> dickery, that. It's hilarious. Yesterday was a treasure day. I hope you got your blessing and everything. Uh, yeah. Did you guys see the clip of Jameis Winston preaching at church? No. No. It was good, man. He's full of the spirit. I bet this is better. I've been getting inundated with Derek Carr uh, speaking at his church. Oh, But no. I bet that Jameis Winston, and Derek's been, I mean, he's doing his thing. Was he going full Elvis still? Nobody is Jameis. Nobody is Jameis. How many times has you has he lifted you off your feet when you didn't ask him to? That's how you know you deserve it. That's how you know that you are worthy. That's how you know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and gave us the victory. He already gave it to you. So receive it. Pastor already gave it to us, but you gotta receive it. Pastor already did an amazing job with this sermon, but you have to take it upon yourself and chew on it. You have to eat it. Okay, we are called not to be lukewarm. Let's be hot. Let's be on fire for Jesus. That's a good sermon right there. Yeah, he's tearing it up. Yeah, it's a good sermon out there, bro. I'm telling you, man. Hell of a guest spot. He's got the personality for yeah, it. He no, does no have the personality. Yeah, he, he did. No wonder he's in such a good mood. He must have received the hell out of that gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, but this is not the only pastor I have on deck. This preach right here is bugging. He's bugging, son. In my opinion, maybe somebody else out there might agree with him. You find more women go in those places with shorts than you will women with pants and dresses put together. Try it. If you got time, try it. And you know, uh, I, I used to say this. And I, I haven't said this in a long time. You ready? I said, if, if you dress like that and you get ripped, oh, no, and I'm no. on the jewelry, he's going to go free. What? Now, you don't like, do you? I'm right, though. I, I can't help you don't like it. I'm right. Because, you know, a man's a man. Sorry, sir. That boy is toxic oh right there, goodness. bro. Excuse myself. <laughs> that man is toxic. He said, you don't like it, but I'm right, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. right, Luke. Just bugging his ass. Yeah, off. that man is bugging. <laughs> He's bugging. <laughs> he just fell off. Yeah. All right, let's cleanse the palate right here. I had this one for you yesterday. Hot mic situation happens during the NBA on TNT crew. Uh, Shaq and Charles going back and forth. Shaq thought his retirement ceremony of his time in Orlando should have been on the main television and not on NBA TV. And they was buzzing him about it. He says y'all didn't give him any respect. It should have been on TNT. Oh, TNT had a double header. That's what I told him. Yeah. I don't get mad, brother. I'm all good. <laughs> but it should have been on NBA TV, but it wasn't, was it? It was. That's what he's complaining about. Oh, okay. I never complained. Yeah, you a lie. <laughs> you said they didn't show you any respect putting your shit on NBA TV. That's not complaining. I was just telling a f***ing snitch. <laughs> just telling people what, what, what they think I think. <laughs> First of all, they didn't have to show the shit. Don't matter to me. I got three. That's my new name, Threesel. One, two. <laughs> Reason. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> what happened? I, I couldn't hear that. Y'all saying. Uh, he's mad. They showed his uh, Orlando thing on NBA TV. He wanted to show it on TNT. Why didn't they show it on TNT? So we had a double hitter on. Yeah, but I'm, I, I kind of agree with that. No, he's wrong. They, I mean, what's wrong with NBA TV? He's like True TV. Oh, they should have put, put it on True TV. He's a company guy. Oh, not a I, company guy. We are a f-ing company guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. I mean, it is, it is probably more at home, at least on the second showing on NBA TV. It'll live there in infamy, but right. maybe a debut on TNT is appropriate for a man of Diesel's considerable legendary status. Threesel. Threesel. Call me Threesel. Threesel is hilarious. Is it Sean and RJ struggling with the new star's name? The KMC masterpiece, Kevin, ended the show with Andrew Dice Clay. Jameis Winston was preaching. Preacher was bugging, trying to blame the R word on uh, on booty shorts, I believe is what that was. Yeah, shorts is too high. Too much thigh showing for these guys. They can't control themselves. <laughs> trying to see that damn wolves from the cartoon. <laughs> I didn't hear anybody in his congregation. He might have been preaching to a, to a congregation of himself. By himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is Target. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. He's one of those uh, street preachers. <laughs> Charles telling on Shaq's complaining about uh, his thing being shown on NBA TV. That is your fifth and final option here in the G-Bag of the day. I don't, Wow, it's so tough. I'm going to go with the KMC Masterpiece, Chief. How about you? Give me the TNT crew. Lucius? Yeah, NBA on TNT. That's tonight, too, right? Yeah, it's tonight. Yeah, I'll go TNT. My score, 3-1. to one, Your new G-Bag of the Day champion. It's Charles Barkley uh, telling about uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Maybe getting his feelings a little bit about where they're putting his documentary. Thing. I wasn't upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying. <laughs> I don't complain. I was talking about how people probably thought I felt. Krusty's <laughs> Corner's coming up next. Woolchuck, is that where you're where are you going with that? Oh, we got a fresh John Mashoda three-round mock and ranking the coaching staffs for 2024. Where are the Cowboys? That's next. Thank you, Lucius. What a great jam. One of the all-timers there from the hair band of the late 80s, early 90s. Sweet child of mine. It's time now for a little Krusty's Corner. A man that no doubt knows his way around not only this guitar riff, but probably all the lyrics. It's Brian Broaddus' Krusty's Corner, hosted by Zach Wolchuk. Buddy. Thank you very much. Uh, shout out to the Krusty. He is back in town. Sent a picture. He was flying back last night from Vegas. Uh, he got himself in the nice seat. No seat in front of him in that exit row. He was able to stretch out the legs. He was on the draft show this morning. And if you want to check that out, you can. It was a great episode. Now, speaking of the draft, we got a fresh new three-round Maki Mock from John Mashoda. And the beauty of Mashoda's is it's just the cowboy picks. We don't worry about anybody else in the league. Yeah. We're just sticking with America's team. Here is the Hall of Selections. Round one, pick 24. It's the big mammoth, six foot seven, three hundred and thirty pound Georgia offensive tackle, Amarius Mims. I love Amarius Mims. I think he could end up being one of the best offensive tackles in this class. But he's just a very, very raw player that has not played a ton. He started, in, I think, I believe eight total games uh, for Georgia. But when he played, my gosh, the dude was an absolute beast. But that'd be shocking if they take an offensive tackle. It would be surprising, but it means that basically Tyler Smith is staying at guard. He's not moving, and that is your uh, left tackle now for the next 10 years. And we'll see what happens with Tyron, obviously. But uh, Tyron wants to come back. He does team-friendly deals. He's back. He does. Uh, It's just the health, right? So now you'd you'd have an insurance policy where you've got a guy that has also played the right and the left side. So you also have a dude where if Terrence Steele is not performing well, you can play him over at the right side as well. But I do think uh, in this scenario, if there were a center like Jackson Powers Johnson out of Oregon or Graham Barton out of Duke. I know Zach Frazier from West Virginia has been getting a lot of love. He's a little rich for me there, but still, uh, I think I would go center over the tackle, but I would not be upset with that pick at all. Round two, 
They go with Junior Colson, the linebacker from Michigan, 56 overall. Now we're cooking. You can't get mad because he's a Michigan player. He's not a Michigan defensive lineman. That should help you. But Junior Colson could be the best linebacker overall in this draft. I think Dane Brugler does have him as his top guy. Uh, He's certainly my number one dude so far from the guys that I've watched. And in the third round, I, I would be so thrilled if this happened. I don't think it will because he's the best running back in the draft. But if he slides to round three, number 87 overall, and I know John loves him because he's a Florida State guy, but it's Trey Benson, uh, the running back from FSU, 6'1", 223 pounds. He is a do-it-all workhorse back, can also pass block for you. Uh, He's got speed. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think he's probably going to be maybe the first back off the board in the second round. I'd be surprised if he slid here. But that would be a nice haul. You dress the offensive line, you get a linebacker, you get a running back, boom, sign me up for this. Yeah, from what I understand about this, Amarius, uh, Mims dude is, uh, I mean, the athleticism is going to be so ridiculous at the combine. And because of how good he was as a pass protector, even though in eight, just eight starts, so dominant enough, and he's going to blow up the combine in a way that has some people doing hot takes right now of him ending up in the top ten. Well, he's a guy that certainly offensive line coaches are going to look at and say, I can mold you into the best tackle in all of football. Yeah. Uh, so he's a guy to me. I mean, you look at the flexibility. He's played both on the left and the right side. He's so hard to get around because he's just an absolute massive human being, the long arms. I mean, there's times you look at him, he's so big. I, I was left wanting a little bit more. I wanted more violence and aggressiveness when I watched him play. More nasty. But there's so – I mean, you look at him and it's like the sky's the limit for this type of player. Have you seen Have you seen the high school clip oh, of him? Oh, that's going viral right now? Yes, it's hilarious. He's, he's – he's, it's from high school and he is clearly – he is twice the size of every other offensive lineman he's next to there. That is hilarious. Uh, so I wouldn't be upset about that, even though I think we all want the impact player – day one right now based on the lack of impact from last year's draft class so I can understand the hesitancy of drafting a tackle like it's not ideal but if it's this guy I don't think you're going to be too upset about it yeah. this junior Colson fella so he he's a full size he's full size he's a big boy he's 6'3 250 am he's I reading this boy. appropriately yes okay I think Zimmer's gonna like that and he's the one that was uh, running around with a club on his hand just basically cleaning up making every single tackle against Michigan I do like Edron Cooper I know we got a big Edron Cooper stand from the 817 that absolutely loves him I like him a lot too I just don't think he would slide there like he's a dude that's probably going to go high round two. I think he's going to be out of the cowboy range, but I do like Edron Cooper. I don't for for Aggie fans out there. He, I mean him. When you watch him downhill closing speed, dude's a freak athlete. Hey, do men describe themselves as full size, full size man? <laughs> I will kind of close to like full figured. Yeah. I, I honestly, that's more. I usually go with like the prototype, like prototypical size for the there position. Yeah, I like Eric's full size. <laughs> full man. size man. <laughs> this dude's a full size. Well, it's man. like because we haven't had the full size linebacker lately here. I get. You know, we got going. a couple of safeties. You got me looking at short guys differently now. Masquerade. <laughs> a full size man. We've had fun size, and now we're looking for full size. Yeah, you. this guy might actually be king size. He could be. He's king like size. he's 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 towing the line, big, man. He's a big boy. He's, he's jumbo. The, He's the king size candy bar. He's certainly <laughs> yeah. Junior Colson is the type Jumbo of thing you want to see, you know, at, at the Jumbo see, Package. Y'all took it too far, Halloween. <laughs> y'all took it too far. We always do though. We have a problem with this, Lucius. You know that. You know that. Talk about the man's candy bar all of a sudden. Oh man, I shouldn't have brought the candy bar up. He's a thumper, man. All right. <laughs> he is a thumper. Real man. whole plug. He really is. Uh now I don't know about the whole plug. 
<laughs> rank, Liar. Rank you every, watch the tape? Every 2024 NFL coaching staff, it's not a surprise that the Cowboys are not super high on this as they're put in this range of make-or-break season, uh, according to CBS Sports, right? And I think that that's exactly where they are. Like, 2024 is a defining season for them. They're there right with the Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott, Joe Brady, uh, Bobby Babich, their defensive coordinator as well. Like, the Bills are in a situation where Sean McDermott, hey, can you get us over the hump? You're a really good coach. But if we continue to fail, and look, I guess now we're looking at it where it's Patrick Mahomes. I think you're one of a lot of coaches that are going to continue to fail to the brain trust of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But at some point, when do we move on and try and get another guy? They've had five straight double-digit win seasons. Cowboys are in a similar situation with Mike McCarthy. They're 1-3 and three in the postseason, but he's 42-25 and 25 in his career as a head coach, and you've had three straight 12-win seasons. He's built a winner consistently. Yeah, Brian Schottenheimer is your OC. You bring in Mike Zimmer. We'll see what Zim can do. But these are all seasons where you're looking like, okay, they're in this defining make-or-break type of year, and I do think those are two teams where you're looking, and, and there's some parallels there with the Bills and the Cowboys. Just haven't been quite over uh, able to get over the hump. Now, you can look at Josh Allen and Dak and be like, well, Josh Allen's a better quarterback if you want to. Some might go with Dak Prescott, but I do think in each conference, there are ones where they've got all the talent. You think they can be a Super Bowl team, but they failed to live up to those expectations. Yeah, that's absolutely been the case for them, and I do think that's more of the Mahomes thing. Like, they got to go through Mahomes to get there. And they've gotten to within a game of the Super Bowl. Like, they've been able to do more winning despite the fact that they have to go against Mahomes within their own conference. I do think Sean McDermott, he's a defensive guy, and their defenses are usually really good. Even yeah. this year, they were bad for a while with all the injuries, but by the time you got to the postseason, it was like, man, they have, they have figured this thing out. And I think that's a huge credit to McDermott there. But. I guess at some point it's like you got to win the Super Bowl or you lose it. I think it would be a mistake with McDermott for the Bills. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, where was Buffalo before he got there? I mean, they, they were just treading water, being an absolute stink show. So we'll, we'll see. But that's where the Cowboys are. I mean, they're behind a ton of teams with promising outlooks. Of, of course, you've got at the top the cream of the crop is Kansas City. They've got Houston up there, Baltimore, Detroit, Cleveland, uh, so we'll see what happens with Mike McCarthy and this coaching staff this year. Thank you, Wolchuk. It's fantastic content. I think Brian would be proud. I hope so, man. One more day without our fair crusty. That'll be tomorrow, and then he'll be back on Monday. NFL news of the day coming up next. Where are you taking us, Zach? We got fake news regarding Adrian Peterson. Jake Ferguson says it's time to move on and drama in filthy. That's next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.